Hey guys, this is Chargers running back Joshua Kelly, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Much love. I. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. That's me done. Bah humbug. Scrooge in the house. Let's drink. You can literally just do whatever you want. And we're going to be wishing you a Merry Christmas. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every single Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest rants around, and I promise you there's some fiery characters joining us this week. What a week. Sod the draft. We've smashed the Raiders. We're on a run. Two on the trot. We're a good franchise with a great head coach. Again, I'm sure we can all agree, guys. Maybe not. Um, We're going to be analysing how we beat the Raiders, destroyed them. You never want to lose them in any circumstance. Uh, Why we're going to beat the Broncos this week, Christmas week. We're going to be looking at the Pro Bowl and how it's a disgrace that certain charges have been left off. I think Waz has got to be in his bonnet on that. And we're going to be wishing you a Merry Christmas wherever you are listening to us. So, without further ado, I am joined by my three amazing co-hosts. Good to have them all with us this week. Starting off with the main man, John Was Jr. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, can we say Merry Christmas? Bear in mind Father Christmas or Santa Claus, as he's known on the other side of the ponds being furloughed. Any children listening? You're not getting any presents here. You know, NFL.com sold out of all your jerseys. Just, just... You're just going to have to read chargedupbolts.com and listen to our <laughs> podcast. That's the only Christmas present you guys are getting. <laughs> <laughs> the Scrooge in the house. <laughs> well, you know, let's hope we can flip the script from a British furloughed Scrooge to the hero back in his Costa Rica, Mr. John Ayres. Look, I love that we beat the Raiders because I hate the Raiders. But all I have to say is Chargers are now almost outside of the top 10 in picks so bah humbug (laughs) what is going on sort us out the main man who's going to bring some calm collective thought to this instead of the ludicrous behavior of these two mr dan the daddy king hey bez how's it going yes mate i'm good i'm good you know it's it's christmas week there's packing to be done packing wrapping sorry packing Packing, packing. I'm moving out. Shipping the kids off. (laughs) That's right. They're going to get shipped off the amount of sugar they're on. Christmas is like acid to children. (laughs) Constantly on it. Um, But we've got some NFL. We've got some joy. Um, And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say to our our listeners, don't listen to these guys. John's wrong. I'm, you know, Lynn is leading us to a solid mid-table campaign we don't need a top draft pick we're going to go into next season on an undefeated divisional streak the hottest AFC West team in the division and he's going to get retained Mr Lynn Telesco and Lynn will lead us to Super Bowl glory and it's going to start well it's going to continue with our third run of the bounce against the Broncos but before we get there I want to know guys we, we, we smashed the Raiders yeah, we're we did drop. Are we know. not mentioning drink? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say we smashed the Raiders. Oh, you know what are you? What are you? Re- <laughs> well, come on, jump the gun. I, well, I'm on my Pacifico beer. I have some news actually. Yeah, well, I'm on my usual celebratory Pacifico beer. I'm hooked. It's brilliant, um, but it's not sponsored yet. Uh, maybe some wink, wink news coming up. Uh, Dan, what are you on? 
Well, um, this evening I thought I'd um, treat myself to a Pacifico, Clara. Yes, the Pacifico <laughs> train is rolling on. You know, I may or may not be in conversation with one of the aforementioned beers about doing something a little cheeky as they launch into the UK, but more on that hopefully after Christmas. Uh, John, are you joining us with a beer? What are you on? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm back in Costa Rica after a brief stint back in beautiful Southern California, and I would be remiss if I wasn't back on the coffee. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. So because I am in a festive spirit, um, I am uh, sampling something new. Um, one, of, one of my favorite local roasters out here, Britt, does a nice holiday blend. Um, it's a nice blend of a varietal of beans, all of them in their mountainous regions, specifically the Poas and volcanic regions. So you get a very, very, um, kind of well-rounded flavor out of this. Um, there is a bit of almost citrus, like orange in there, which I really like, like an orange peel. Um, and of course, you know, all of Costa Rican coffee almost always has some deep, dark cacao notes to it just because of the, you know, the rich minerals in the soil. So it's a wonderful blend. Um, you know, so I highly recommend it. Hashtag not a sponsor. Um, but they should be, and I'm working on it. Yo necesito el sponsoro. Pretty sure that sponsoro is not a Spanish word, but it's okay. <laughs> Mate, it's it's well, coming. You know, we, we're uh, we're clearly just always an alcohol and, and, it and coffee than podcast. Microwave tea. It does. It does. Uh, warm <laughs> butter and microwave tea banned from now on. Um, so maybe something will happen after Christmas. Keep your ears out, guys. We're going to bring you something special, we hope. Fingers I crossed. W- I will say this. Uh, to pair with this wonderful, delicious coffee, I did bring back from the States one of my favorite things. They're called Candy Cane Jojos. Um, they're from a store called Trader Joe's, which is big on the West Coast, some, a little bit on the East Coast as well. Uh, so if you're if you're a Trader Joe's fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like an Oreo, but like with like candy cane mint in it. So it's kind of like one, like a thin mint almost, but a cookie. It is amazing. John, John you're making Bez jealous there. He's he sat there eating his plant-based turkey sandwich. <laughs> mate, all I ever think when an American tries to tell me how they're eating something sweet is that it's not Cadbury's though, is it, mate? <laughs> come on they're the big boys although i think craft own them now so maybe not um moving on yeah. <laughs> you know it's a big win we absolutely smashed the raiders at no point did i even consider the draft i thought you know it's divisional rival a we need a divisional win b we need to get some momentum and positivity and make sure we leave this season of difficulties on the right footing and not in complete negativity for two seasons on the trot and well didn't we deliver? We had a defence that was on fire. We had special teams magically better. I wonder why if that's a coaching issue uh, sorted there. Um, and we had Justin Herbert being his goat self. Screw the Raiders. Don't care. John, <laughs> you mentioned at the beginning that you know, you're know you upset. We're now nowhere near a decent pick. We weren't getting Sewell anyway. So why are you so miserable about it? We beat the Raiders, mate. Screw the draft. All right. First of all, you can't screw the draft. The draft is important. Have you seen the holes on this team? Uh, I know you guys last week decided to take a trip down free agency lane without me, which is, you know, which is, I'm sure, an, an 
excellent exercise for you guys. But for me, I've been looking at that free agency list since this offseason. Uh, I've been tracking it, looking at, okay, who's coming up on contract year? Who needs to prove it? You know, what does our cap look like? And our cap situation was going to look really nice. Um, and it's still going to look pretty nice. But, you know, the fact that they're going to drop the cap overall league-wide because of COVID is going to be tough. It's going to cause probably a lot of one-year contracts, which means they're just going to recycle these same problems, you know, into the 2020 um two off season, which I really don't want to see them. I want to see them lock somebody up for multiple years. So we'll see how this goes. Um, so the draft is important in my opinion, but um, no, it's good to, it's good to beat the, the Raiders. I, I don't want to, I don't want to pour too much sand on that fire. I mean, I hate the Raiders. I, I wanted to lose to the Falcons personally. That way it wouldn't feel so bad if we did lose to the Raiders um, or did beat the Raiders. I mean, but it is what it is. Um, you know, a win is a win. And to be honest, I'm actually glad that it ended up being a closer game and Herbert had to make a game-winning drive because I think we, you know, as, as we all touched on before, getting that momentum, getting that confidence for Herbert, you know, um, you know, you mentioned it last week, you know, he, he's not Peyton Manning yet, you know, he's not, <laughs> he's not a great yet. Um, he's still a rookie. People forget that. So I think, um, you know, getting him the experience of, of another comeback win, um, you know, that's two in a row for him is great. You know, I, I love to see that. You know, I love to see the excitement that he got. You know, the, we've all seen that clip online now of him yelling, you know, I was in, I was in like a, you know, like a kid yelling at the, <laughs> yelling at his friends, you know, who trying to say if he got a touchdown or not in a schoolyard football game. It was great. Everybody rallied around him. He had a wonderful victory brisket. I love to see a good victory brisket. So good on him. Um, you know, so it was great. Um, you know, it, it was infuriating, though, as usual, to watch just the ineptitude of coaching. Um, you know, Lynn had said at the end of the game um, that it was important that they establish balance to be a balanced team. And I get that. That I get it. Like you should have some balance because if you're just, if you're going 90% pass or 90% run, it's it's going to be detrimental. But creating balance for the sake of creating balance is just idiotic. You know, coming into the game with a game plan to be balanced is one thing, but going out there and, and seeing that you have an advantage through the air where you can literally just do whatever you want and then and then stop doing it is just complete idiocy. And to me, it's a fireable offense. And I just yet yet again we talk about this every one. week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every week we're talking about fireable offenses. So I just uh, you know there, I just don't see how this front office can retain the staff after after another you know awful set of, of, of decision making and play calling towards the end of that game. Um, but you know the Raiders uh, managed to muff it worse than us. So <laughs> you know came away with the victory. Uh, and you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, the positivity. I'm excited to see, you know, some of the progression. Like I said, Guyton was nice. He's, I think he's really coming to grounds as a, as that wide receiver three that the team has been looking for. Um, you know, so, and, and T Billy, uh, you know, I, I think getting him going, he's definitely made some progress this year as a receiver. I don't know if I'm ready to call him a solid number two wide receiver yet, but he's getting there, um, you know, which could help in case they do end up moving away from Mike Williams is, you know, is a possibility given the fact that he's going to be, you know, a $15 million cap hit in a, in a year where the cap's going to be down, you know, you know, we, you know, you guys talked about signing a lot of guys, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Michael Davis, Jaleel Ladai. I mean, you want to bring all those all-stars back. Jaleel. Uh, Jaleel, baby. <laughs> you want to bring them all back. You can't, you know, you're going to have to cut somewhere, right? And I don't know. It, it's, it, for me, it might mean 
cutting Mike Williams loose. You know, not that he's necessarily that, that bad. That is a hot but... take, John, because we all said we were keeping him. I that know. 50 million is juicy. Are you, are you saying you're getting rid? This is why I can't leave you guys alone. You make crazy <laughs> takes that I can't agree with. Mike Williams is not worth 15 million a year. I'm sorry. I don't care if that's dollars, if that's quid, if that's Costa Rican money, like, uh, you know, like pesos. I don't care what it is. 15 million is too much for Mike Williams and his production. And maybe he goes somewhere where they can use him better and he can put up those numbers. That's great. But in the Chargers current setup, he's the fourth option. And I don't know how he gets past Hunter Henry. I don't know how he gets past Austin Eckler. I don't know how he... I mean, he'll never get past Keenan Allen. So with all three of those guys in front of him, I just don't see a path for him to produce at a level that would mean $15 million is worth it. He's a great player. He's got a lot of talent. I'm a big Mike Williams fan, but that dollar amount might be too much. But I digress. Um, we're talking about <laughs> us beating those just garbage Raiders in, 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 in their awful Roomba. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, it was a great win and, you know, hopefully that hasn't done too much damage to their draft stock. Hopefully, you know, we can figure out a way to still stay within that six to eight pick range that I was hoping for. Uh, we'll see though. Yeah. Great, great takes. Now over to you, Dan. Um, John doesn't think that Herbert is the goat yet, but do you not think he's the groat? That's a good way of putting it. Um, it's a horrible sounding acronym, but um, <laughs> but I like it. Uh, he's definitely the best rookie rookie quarterback. Uh, I just want to touch on with the Raiders game that what John said about um, swapping to the run. What both John and Was said there. There is one situation where I'm okay with it, um, but that is not when you're only up by seven at the half. Like if we were up by I mean, it's us, so we're talking over 20 points. You keep four going. Four scores is fine. <laughs> yeah, you keep going to your four score, and then maybe you take your foot off the pedal and use the run to run out the clock. You don't start doing it at the start, start of the second half. That's just insane. Um, there's a couple of bits I, I enjoyed from the game. I think um, Jalen Watkins played pretty well, um, which was quite surprising. Um he didn't seem to have any big errors in the same way that you'd see from Naz every week. There'd just be that one play where you're like, oh, Naz, what have you done? Um, and it was good to see, uh, was it Isaac Rochelle who got his hand on that pass? Um, it, after he, I think he'd given up a penalty or something, and then on the next play, he managed to get his hand out on the pass. This was just before Derek Carr left with his injury. Um, so it was good to see a few guys getting... Um, getting some good plays in there. Um, my, my favorite take though is um, something I saw on Twitter from the account at go LA bolts. I've got the tweet in front of me here. The Los Angeles Chargers have never lost in Las Vegas in the history of the franchise. I just like that point. I like it. I'll Unde- take that. Undefeated in the Roomba, baby undefeated in the Roomba. <laughs> I'll take it. And I am excited to go over there to Vegas for the, for a game. well to be fair you know i I absolutely loved watching i was really proud of the boys um let's stop we all we are all agreed we don't want lynn to be coach next season right boys so if that's the case tentative the thing is is that you have to judge you know first of all i think teleska will look for any excuse to keep him and if we go on an amazing run and even knock off the chiefs in in week in in the final week of the season you can I've already said this, he's coming back. Um, but 
trying to be objective and say, are we improving week to week? There are still gigantic coaching errors that I cannot forgive and do not want in my franchise. But let's not, let's just stop a second. Special teams has been improved. The team has been improved. We are winning close games. We are completing games at playing all four quarters and beyond. And then we are winning them with field goals or, or late touchdowns. So let's just stop a sec. Give, give a pat on the back to the entire franchise, to the coaching staff as well. If I can dish out some dirt on you when you mess up, I will give you the benefit of getting over the line against trash franchises. Because there's only 32 teams. Beat a trash, fran trash franchise, you'll get a pat on the back from me. Um, but to be fair, the one thing I'm going to point out is the fact that we have one of the best wide receivers in the modern game. Keenan Allen is... I can't even... I think we take him for granted. Because even though we say he is great, you can never actually do justice to the fact that he sets the records. His hands are great. He is one of the greatest route runners I've ever seen. You know... Let's just make sure we give him the props he deserves because he is carrying the team as much as Justin Herbert has carried the team at times. Even maybe a bit more because he can bail out Herbert's errant passes from now and again. Um, pleased to see Badgley slightly improved. I'm still very, very wary over the guy. He's a bit, he's always tentative, always a bit wobbly, but he brought it home. So, you know, all right, that's fine. Um, and I think we can take some lessons into the Broncos game, which I thought, and I think we all did, we banked on a victory. And then we we were shocked. You know, are we going to get over the line this week and have a very merry Christmas, or are we going to go back to being the divisional whipping boys against Drew Lock? Dan, I I think we got a good chance. Um, we were close in that first game. Um, I still don't have any faith in Drew Lock as a quarterback um, or any position, um, especially not a dancer. Um, I I really want us to beat the Broncos. Um, draft pick be damned um, we can always root for the other teams to win as well right um, but again it, it comes down to the same players as last time around can we force a fumble from Melvin Gordon he he likes to do that um, apologies for saying his name let's drink <laughs> um, and then it's it's looking out for Bradley Chubb and the line I think we've got a good chance of winning. Um, are we at home or away this week? I haven't even looked. Home. Then, yes. Yeah. Final home game of the season. Final home game of the season. Compared to where we've been, um, it's nice to have a home. <laughs> um, you, it's, it's weird. I've been playing a lot of Madden this week, and it is strange seeing the Chargers stadium full of Chargers fans, um, let alone any fans, but specifically Chargers fans. <laughs> Um, I, no, I, I think we uh, I think we beat the Broncos. I think it's fairly low scoring, but I, I want to say we'll win. But I, I just don't have faith in the coaches, so I think it'll be closer than it should be. That's fair enough. No, no, yeah. In fact, no, it's not fair enough. Put your put your neck on the line. Win or loss. Win twenty seven twenty four. No, twenty three twenty. Bring the score down. I like it. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. John, do you, do you back him up? Are we going to win? Are we can take some lessons in. Is Coach Lynn saving his job? Any of the above? None of the above. What do you reckon? Oh, it's going to be hard to say. Um, you know, you know, the Broncos are coming in after being throttled um, by Josh Allen and, and the Bills. You know, and as we saw, the Bills are not afraid to keep their foot on the gas and keep throwing. Uh, 
something I'm not sure if Lin and Co. Have, are, are willing to do. I don't know why, but apparently they don't care. Um, so it's hard for me to say guaranteed victory, but I mean, I think um, the Broncos are going to be without like three or four of their starting corners this week. And I just think that's another recipe for, for Herbert just to go off for 300-plus yards and multiple touchdowns. I know he had a rough time last last time they played. I think he had, what, two interceptions? Is that what we said? Two interceptions? Um, so it, it wasn't pretty. But I think he's a better quarterback since that game, and I think that that defense is less equipped to handle him. Um, and I think that's, I think that's an opportunity for Herbert to go wild. And then, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, it's about stopping the run. It's about stopping Melvin Gordon. It's about stopping Philip Lindsay, you know, any, but it's even about stopping Drew Locke, to be honest. I mean, you know, as, as far as on the ground goes, cause he had some, he had some pretty okay, you know, chunk runs himself. Uh, he wasn't lighting up the scoreboard, but he was, you know, evading pressure and getting, you know, getting positive yards when he should have been sacked for a loss against, um, against that defense. So, you know, I think just being able to stop the run is the most important because just no offense, Drew Locke, but you don't scare me. And, you know, I know the soft butter defense made you look a lot better. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of glad they went soft butter in the first time around because it helped me unload him off my uh, dynasty fantasy team uh, for a first round pick, which there's no way I could get that today. So thank you, uh, Gus Bradley, for the warm butter. Um, but uh, I, I, I see them being a little bit more aggressive. Um, I think I think actually a guy to watch out for um, is going to be Murray. I, I I think that you know he has played so much better since they've taken a lot of that you know play calling and uh, and and other responsibilities off his plate. And just said, look, you just you do you, you be you, create pressure, create havoc, find the ball, get the ball. And I think he's just he's he's a much better player since then. So you know I think that there. are the Broncos have, have have the ability to kind of, you know, set him up for success in a sense. And I, and I would like to see him kind of really make another statement game uh, in a divisional game. So as much as I'd like to see the Chargers lose to keep, you know, to, to keep pace in that top six to eight draft pick range. Um, I'm actually a little, I'm actually quite bullish on this game. And I, and I think the Chargers end up winning this, uh, winning this one probably by just a touchdown because Anthony Lynn would never let them win by more than that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I see a win here for the, for the Bolts. I'm getting excited to beat the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to jump back in there. Um, and just mentioned that when we played the Broncos, it was probably one of our best rushing performances of the year. We had both Justin Jackson and Troy Main Pope getting yardage. All three running backs that played then, Jackson, Pope and Kelly, averaged more than 4.6 yards a carry. And we've got to think this time we've got Eckler back. And, yeah, and Bellage to steal the touchdown from him. Uh, but I, I, I just think it's, it's something worth taking in, into account when we think about this game. Um, they're not going to be able to... They couldn't keep up with us on the ground last time. Are they going to be able to keep up with us with Eckler as well? And I, I just, I think the answer is no. I hope the answer is no. Mate, I, I, I agree. I, I like, I like the, the take. Um, are we going to mention that our lead podcast introducer, the Mister Joshua Kelly, our hero, was benched, came back. He's just, he hasn't had the season we hoped, has he? I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've sent him a little cheeky message on, on uh, Twitter, saying, you know, keep your chin up, get, keep grinding, get those yards, do a job. He has a role on his team. Um, do we see him being a fringe player 
Do we see him at risk, even a big cut? Uh, where do we think Joshua Kelly will be in 2021? Uh, star or bust John Ayres? He's, uh, he's a rookie. So, you know, let's you got to give him time sometimes to develop. Um, and I think part of it is just this offensive line is complete trash. Um, the entire running game is averaging three to three and a half yards per carry. Even Eckler, I think, is is down about a yard and a half uh, under his, his career average right now, I think. I'd have to double check that stat. I, I, I was looking this up the other day, but I can't remember now. But everybody is running poorly. Eckler is just has that special twitch, you know, can't touch me yard after catch kind of wiggle um, that, you know, makes him able to kind of get chunk plays even though they're not really there to begin with um and Joshua Kelly's not that guy he's a fourth round pick although if you ask Anthony Lynn apparently he was a third round pick if they had the opportunity luckily they didn't have a third round pick to give for him but um he's a fourth round running back pick like you can't expect the world from him um you know, I think he's going to get better. I think he needs a full off season, you know to get his his head right and I think he just needs a competent offensive line i don't want a great offensive line i just want a competent one and right now this offensive line isn't even competent so i think everybody across the board for the chargers is running poorly um you know because of this offensive line so i'm cutting him a break and some slack here um and i'm not ready to kind of rule him out and again you're not going to cut him he's on a rookie he's on a fourth round rookie contract he's costing what like maybe a million a year i can't remember it's so low it's it's not even worth it so he'll have a role on this team um you know who who knows what that'll look like? Who knows what the team's going to look like? But I think he's going to have a legitimate role on this team next year. Um, and I think he'll play better. And I think if he gets a good offensive line, he'll be able to show some of those sparks that he showed, you know, in the first game, uh, as well as, you know, back in college. But again, I, th- I think he needs a little bit of help there because really we've seen good good running backs just get completely wasted behind bad offensive lines. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is one of the most gifted running backs I'd seen in a long time. And he gets on the Jets, and he is just completely useless. And, you know, he wasted, you know, some of his some of the last of his prime, and now he's over the hill um, looking pretty poor on the, on, the, on the Chiefs' offense right now. So I just think that it, the offensive line is playing such a big factor in it that you can't run off Kelly, um, you know, as of yet. So... Well, I've got one for you, Dan, if we're talking about being positive. Do you think that it is more important to beat the Raiders and beat it out of lock and get momentum but risk Lynn coming back? Or would you quite happily take a narrow defeat, uh, Lynn goes as a clear out, Bradley's warm butter defence sods off somewhere else and we get a higher draft pick? On the line, personal preference, which one? Um... That's a tough one. I cannot stand to see Anthony Lynn as coach any longer or Gus Bradley. I'd rather see us lose a narrow game uh, with a heavy heart. I'd rather see us lose a narrow game if it meant definitely Lynn was out. I don't want us to lose. (laughs) And I don't think we'll lose. I 100% agree with that take. Um, You know, I do as well. You know, I don't like to see us lose either, but if I know it's going to put us in a position to get a better draft pick and get rid of Lynn, then I'm all in on it. So embrace the tank. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, oh, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lynn's biggest fan. Anthony, no, it's, it, it's, I, for me, the most important thing is harnessing Herbert. And I think the best for, thing for him is for him to lead this team to a victory. 
I don't care, you know, if the, if the coach is there, if he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, and I think he could be, I think he has the potential to play at the highest level for the longest period. I think that you just want him to, to win, to get victories under his belt, no matter the circumstances around him. Because if you keep, if you win and you keep winning, at the end of those victories is a Super Bowl. And I think that starts now. Tell that to and Matt Stafford. That... <laughs> just came out, was was good, always, always talked about as a decent quarterback, but has never got there despite... Um, despite playing well year in year out for the most part and toughing it through some games he's just I, I don't know that Herbert winning now is good for him well that sounds wrong in isolation but when he could be winning with a better O-line if we can draft someone higher next year he could get more wins than this one win would help him Bank the win, boys. Always bank the win. We're going to disagree here. So, uh, you know, you three versus me. I'll put a vote out on Twitter. Would you rather we lose and we <laughs> and we uh, get rid of Lynn? Guaranteed. I'm guaranteeing he goes. Uh, or would you rather win, risk him staying on, but we beat the Broncos um, and, and Herbert gets another W under his belt? Um, over to you listeners on Twitter. So, um I have some listener questions. If we're interacting with our fans, thank you for staying with us. Merry Christmas to you listening in. A few announcements before we get to your questions. Number one, we have a competition coming up. You're going to have to stay tuned to the podcast um, and and to Facebook, uh, chargeduppolts.com. We've got facebook.com forward slash chargeduppolts or on Twitter at chargeduppod. I can't remember what the actual magazine one is on, on Twitter. Yeah, so keep keep looking, keep interacting with us. There'll be a competition coming up. Uh, we're looking to get involved in some special fan-based launches, uh, which uh, hopefully in the new year we'll have coming up for you. So over to your questions. Thank you yet again for interacting with us. Um, number one, and we had we had Dave message us earlier in the in the season, uh, very early on. I think it was before the season started. So Dave from Cambridge has come back. He's a big Dolphins fan, but he listens to us uh, every episode. Thanks, Dave. Um, because he, 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 he likes the Chargers. He, he likes to keep um, abreast on what Justin Herbert's doing. Um, so he thinks that them signing, drafting Tua was a mistake. Because as much as he thinks Tua's going to be good um, and a good one for the future, he thinks that the Dolphins are in win-now mode. And they've already benched him, knocking his confidence. Probably was the wrong pick for them uh, in the short term, maybe better in the long term. From a Chargers perspective, Dave asks us, Herbert's been great. Are we now much more comfortable? I think this is going to be quite easy for some of us to answer. Are we now much more comfortable in our pick of Herbert? Or do we think in the long term, Tua has the ability to be as good or better? Uh, where, where, you know, In hindsight, 2020 vision, how are you feeling about about that? And uh, do you know? I think um, I personally have no doubts about the pick. I'm obviously just like everybody else, ecstatic about the way Herbert's played. Um, I I think it's you know obviously far too early to say if any of these three quarterbacks are any are going to be any better than the the other. I think all three have are, have shown that they have the ability to be special. They each have their own limitations. I mean, Tua is, is going to be the most mobile and and best runner of the three. Um, to me, what what he is able to do with his legs really helps out 
Um, you know, and he's got good vision and a solid arm, but he is the smallest of the three. Uh, he's got the gippy hip. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, like he's got the biggest injury um, issues, in my opinion, even though Burrow went out with a knee injury, that was just a bad, bad turn of events. You know, hopefully it, it shows the Bengals they need to go all in on offensive line to protect the kid because he you know, when Burrow was out there, he showed that laser like precision and ability to hit the windows and find the receivers and, and read defenses that made him look elite in LSU. And he looked really good. He has arm issues, though. Uh, I said it coming out of college. He does not have a strong arm. He's got probably a slightly below average uh, arm as far as strength goes. Um you know, we saw it there at LSU. His first year, not only could he not win it at, at a job at Ohio State, so he had to transfer to LSU, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but his first year at LSU, he had a had a uh, offense coordinator, passing game coordinator, who did not change up the offense too much for him, and had a lot of deep routes, outbreaking routes. Um, you know, routes that required him to try to put some muscle behind it, and he struggled. He really struggled. Joe Brady came in, changed it around, made everything a little, made the field a little bit smaller and more compact for him, enabled him to get into it. And yes, he did have a lot of deep touchdown throws when he was able to, when he was sitting behind an LSU line that was one of the best offensive line in, in the country, and he had the ability to sit there and really, you know, just pull back and, and heave it. And he could hit the deep throws. He can. I'm not saying he can't throw a deep ball because he can, but he doesn't have what Justin Herbert has. And that, that's the cannon. That's the howitzer. That's the, I'm going to be pedaling backwards and still throw it on a dime 60 yards down the field, right? That's that's what Herbert brings. He brings an intelligence, a mentality. And, you know, I, he's not the most accurate. He's probably the least accurate of the three quarterbacks uh, in the draft. But he makes up for it by having the most insane arm. He is able to throw off-platform off schedule, make things happen with his legs. I wish they would let him run it more, but Lynn's too chicken, whatever. Uh, I won't <laughs> swear, but he's he's just too chicken to let Herbert run it. Um, and I just think that Herbert has just as much ability to be the best in his class. It, honestly, I think it's going to come down to, in the history of the NFL, one of the t- top quarterback classes of all time because i think all three of these guys could be special so yeah uh, i don't know if i'm a dolphins fan i'm ecstatic to have to uh he's learning on the job give him a break he's a rookie you know he's in a system that wasn't designed for him he's in a system that you know he you know once they have an opportunity to really sit with him give him a full offseason and, and get everything un, you know uh, designed to go through him i think you're going to see some marked improvement and yeah he had a little bit of a uh, a hiccup and having to get benched but th- those things happen again he was never supposed to really play this year anyways and then he did so um i i'm not worried about any of these three quarterbacks and i'm happy no matter which team i am to have a quarterback but i'm most happy to have the one of the best offensive rookies of all time um you know setting records um year a uh, week in and week out so that that's what i'm happy about yeah i i kind of agree with the consensus there um herbert over any of the others i think burrow played well for the most part two has played okay but there's glimpses there there's flashes of the player he was at college just needs that more consistent performance to maybe get more than 150 yards passing in a game something around that mark um, I, I like what Jalen Hurts has done in Philadelphia the past two weeks, but you can't get past Justin Herbert. I mean, he's the clear for this year. He's the clear front runner 
But as as John said, you you can't really tell until we're a few years down the line. Yes, we can. So, Dave, um, here's one for you. I really wanted Tua. I was happy with Justin. How wrong I was. Tua is trash. He's got a terrible <laughs> hip. He's overrated. He's awful. The Finns suck. And Justin Herbert is the groat. You can take that to the bank. Bez, have you ever thought about applying for a job at the United Nations? <laughs> Pour petrol over it and set it on fire. Just like Justin Herbert's going to do to the entire <laughs> NFL. I don't know if you saw me tweeting this out, but I, I I don't know how I ended up with some Dolphins fans on my probably because I was a big Tua supporter in the pre-draft process, so maybe some of them started following me. I don't know, but I, I see some you know some of these some of these Twitter uh, Dolphins fans, you know, talking about the how big of a win that was and like how much better Tua was than Herbert for you know because Tua threw 150 yards or whatever against the Patriots and ran two in, one of them in from like the one, congratulations. Uh, and then, you know, when you try to bring up the fact, well, you know, he really didn't do anything as a passer. All they could say is, well, his best wide receivers and tight ends weren't even on the field. And, and his O-line was playing like trash. I'm like, that's Justin Herbert every week, every yeah, dang exactly. week. I'm sorry. Are you throwing to Jalen Guyton every week? Because again, Solid number three wide receiver, but never going to be better than that. So, and Herbert's making him look like a freaking pro out there. Where would the Chargers be without Anthony Lynn, though? That's the question. (laughs) (laughs) He's the 11 and 3. 11 and 3. So, so I've got one more question for us before we we wrap up uh, for for Christmas and wish us all on your way. Um, Smithy on Facebook, and I think this is a cracking question. Guys, the Chargers are not making the playoffs this year. Boo hoo hoo! Wait, they're Which not. Te- <laughs> Wait, what? Did I miss something? <laughs> mate, mate, it's, it's, it's been confirmed for three weeks. But don't, Anthony Lynn knew four weeks ago. Wait, so it's okay. I, don't they have a consolation bracket, or is that just in my fantasy football <laughs> leagues? Sorry, yeah. I might be getting that confused. <laughs> so, um, so his question is: Which team are you rooting to win it all now that the Chargers are not in it? Uh, I'm going to go to Brilliant. Costa Rica. Uh, well, as they say in Espanol, there's only one person I'm rooting for going forward, and that's Senor Bolo Tai himself, <laughs> the Colts, and Philip Rivers. I want to point something out, by the way. Philip Rivers is one of the most efficient passing quarterbacks this season with a good offensive line. So, I mean... Turns out having a good offensive line really helps you when you're 38 years old. So good job. Uh, good job uh, wasting the tail end of Phil Brevis' career there, Telesco. So true. Sad, sad but true. Uh, it was. No brainer. Philip. Dan, are you supporting Bolts East? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a Colts Saints Super Bowl with Colts winning. Just get Philip that ring and have it be against Drew Brees. I just think that'd be just just nice. <laughs> that would be poetic. I like that take. And and I'm going to back it up. You know, I'm not, I'm not dissimilar. I'd like to see Rivers get his ring. But um, I have a sneaky eye on. I quite like the Bills. I'd like um, yeah, I'd like them to come out now. You know, they've won the division, and, and and they're a nice team, decent team. Quite happy to see them. In fact, no, I'd like them to go all the way to the Super Bowl and lose because that's what they have done historically. Didn't they do it four times on the four trot? Um, so, but I have actually a soft spot for one team in the playoffs. That if I had to say one team wanting to win it, 
it would be the Washington football team because they are Stop a it. trash. Stop it. Just. And I love Ron Rivera. I, I okay, in know. fairness though, my second fa- my second favorite quarterback in the, uh, that could potentially be in the playoffs would be Alex Smith. That's such a great story. It is a great comeback story. And for him to go and win it with A, a team name that isn't going to be around for long and he's garbage and a trash team from a trash division would just be the greatest right. present 2020 you know, could give you know, us. No, no. You want to really wrap up a really bizarre year. You know, we've had COVID, Brexit, the American election, everything. How about a Washington Browns Super Bowl? <laughs> I love how no one's mentioned the Browns. They're finally good. They've finally done the business and no one's mentioning them. Interestingly, you know, no one's talking about the Steelers, to be honest. You know, 11-0 and now three defeats on the trot. Yeah, they couldn't Painful. even beat the Bengals. They're not worth talking about. That's pretty bad. Even the Chargers beat the Bengals. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. But, you know, guys, we're, we're rooting for, for Philly P, for Senor Rios. Um, we hope he goes and gets his ring. We'll, we'll, we'll all be rooting. Um, and we'll all we'll be celebrate rooting. celebrate with having another child. Yeah. <laughs> I want to actually, one. you know, I, I know him beating Breeze would be nice. Uh, I'd love to see him beat Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be Brady. another. I'd yeah. love to see him just like wipe the floor with Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. That would be amazing to me. Um, just, do you think he shakes hands with, with uh, Brady at the end of that game, though? Or do you think he just is like Degeneration X, just like, suck it? <laughs> yeah, double knee slide, which yeah. then destroys his ACL. Oh, no. <laughs> he retires. He retires to be coach uh, of some high school and the Chargers part-time, because obviously it's not that much of an issue. Just don't be Anthony Lynn. Um, so, yeah, guys, you know, it, it's been a... A fantastic week. We beat the Raiders. It's divisional part, uh, divisional game part two of the finale of the season. We're going to the Broncos uh, for our final home game, um, and we we were hoping to uh, to get rid of Anthony Lynn, win and maintain draft position all in one go. It's the impossible, but sometimes Father Christmas brings you what you dream of. Merry Christmas, listeners. Um, where 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 can you you be found on the socials, everyone? As always, you can find me at Adroit Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate, hashtag Fire Them All. And you can find me at UKLA Chargers. You can find me at Bez the Spaniard and the podcast at Charged Up Pod. I leave you with one final message. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. That's me done. <laughs>